What is up, double front bicep for my Andronauts. In this video, we're gonna talk about calcium deglucurate and how that affects your estrogen metabolism. And if it's even a good supplement or not, is it effective? Because a lot of estrogen metabolizing supplements contain this. So we're gonna discuss if it's actually good and if the dose that they are using is effective for the true purpose. And also how calcium deglucurate will affect not just your estrogen, but also your androgens. Before we dive in, if you haven't already, be sure to get my ebook on how to maximize your testosterone naturally. Let's dive in. Okay, so first up, what is calcium deglucurate? So calcium deglucurate is a calcium salt of the molecule known as deglucuric acid, also known as saccharic acid, an endogenously uh, produced acid via glucuronic acid. So it's produced from glucose. So glucose is converted into glucuronic acid. So when you take a supplement, it's basically calcium attached to a glucuronic acid, creating calcium deglucurate. But you can also find this in potassium, potassium deglucurate. So how calcium deglucurate works is that calcium and potassium glucurate salts and their metabolites, glucuric acid, promotes a liver detoxification via four molecular pathways. Namely, it modulates reactive oxygen species production, it modulates deconjugation, apoptosis of hepatocytes, it's liver cells, so I discuss all of these exactly what it is. And also number four is beta-glucuronidase synthesis. This is how it affects detoxification via the liver and also estrogen excretion, or at least toxin excretion. So this is basically what happens. I want to emphasize specifically in this video beta-glucuronidase. So this is the liver. And you have a toxin, which is X right here. And then X, the toxin, is being excreted by the attachment of a glucuronide molecule that makes it more water-soluble and ready for excretion. So then it's excreted via the bile into the intestine. So this is the intestine, right? And then you have this gut microbiota that express beta-glucuronidase which removes the glucuronide molecule. So this is the toxin without the glucuronide molecule, which is then reabsorbed back into the body and then go back to the liver. So you're basically never getting rid of that toxin because of beta-glucuronidase. And so people use calcium deglucurate to help with metabolism in the liver, but also to inhibit beta-glucuronidase so you can actually excrete the toxins properly. Now, as I mentioned, there's four main ways how calcium deglucurate can actually affect liver function and improve liver function. So this is a little bit more on the sciencey side, but this one is basically it inhibits reactive oxygen species production. There's four main things that basically inhibit liver function so that you can't detoxify and, and calcium deglucurate affects all of those. So this one is reactive oxygen species that cause liver damage and toxin accumulation. This one is endotoxin, so it's basically toxins coming from the gut, also uh, called lipopolysaccharide, which is produced by gram-negative bacteria. So they are glucuronidated, they're conjugated, and this beta-glucuronidase basically activate them, and so you get liver damage from the endotoxin. Number C is inflammation inducing apoptosis, which is just basically cell death in the liver. Number D is you have endotoxin activating the endotoxin receptor, causing inflammation and upregulating beta-glucuronidase. So it's not just bacteria that can express beta-glucuronidase, but it's also various cells that are inflamed that can express beta-glucuronidase. So it's basically reactive oxygen species, endotoxins that are properly uh, detoxified, then you have apoptosis, which is cell death, and then you have upregulation of beta-glucuronidase. And then calcium deglucurate can reduce, as you can see here, 
reactive oxygen species production, it can reduce the glucuronide deconjugates, so you have less active endotoxin in the body. So it's less endotoxin that's then harming the liver. You can see it's a massive reduction there. Then you have PARP, right? So um, PARP is basically the enzyme that becomes upregulated when you have DNA damage, so it helps with DNA repair. So if you have too much reactive oxygen species, that will damage damage the DNA, PARP will become upregulated and deplete NAD and cause a lot of issues. So this calcium deglucuride then inhibits this PARP, basically prevents DNA damage and spares NAD. Then you also have beta-glucuronidase that becomes dramatically downregulated by calcium deglucuride, right? Massive downregulation. So all of this was just in vitro. And in vitro, certain substances can be extremely potent, as you can see by these graphs. It's really effective at doing what it's supposed to do in vitro. And just as a summary, here you can see again, the glucuronic acid prevents the production of reactive oxygen species. It inhibits beta-glucuronidase. You have less active endotoxin. It inhibits apoptosis of the liver cells. And then it also prevents the upregulation of beta-glucuronidase. Right, so that's the summary of what glucuronic acid can do. Um, and when you take, for example, calcium deglucuride. So how effective is it really when you take it in vivo? So there's unfortunately only animal studies out there and no human studies to back any of this research up. So we don't know how effective in humans it would be. But a single dose of 1.1 gram per kilogram of calcium deglucuride has been confirmed to inhibit beta-glucuronidase in the lungs, the liver, serum, and the intestines. So roughly between 40 and almost 60% in serum, which seems to be quite effective, but you will see the dose is quite high, 1.1 gram per kilogram, right? That's very high. Then there was another animal study looking at 4% of the diet for two weeks, showed an inhibitory effect of 40, uh, 54 to 70% in the intestinal tract. And the 2% diet had reduced by the reduced serum by the glucuronidase approximately 50%. So the 2% in the diet was only slightly less effective than the 4%. So let's say we will work on the 2% and I will show the math later on. So in rats, given 10% of the diet as calcium deglucurate, serum estrogen had been noted to be reduced by only 23% relative to control. So 10% was only slightly better than 4%. So 200 milligrams per kilogram, which is the human equivalent dose, will be just as effective. So basically, if you want to reduce estrogen by 23%, you have to take 200 milligrams per kilogram, right? So how effective is it really? So in terms of dosing, 200 milligrams per kilogram for a 100 kilogram guy is 20 grams daily to reduce estrogen by 23%. That, that does not seem very effective to me. I don't know about you guys. So how effective will 2 gram or 200 milligrams be? Because most supplements only include like 200 milligrams of this supplement, right? So how effective will 200 milligrams really be? Maybe it will support liver function for proper detoxification, but it will not massively upregulate detoxification of any substance because the dose is so low. Right, so I found a few testimonies, and it's actually difficult to find testimonies of people actually doing tests by using this. So this is a few Reddit testimonies. So this guy started taking 200 milligrams three times per day with meals, just started yesterday, so nothing to report. So here he gave an update. And if you can see about the dates, it's about a year later, I guess. 
my high sensitivity estradiol dropped from 39 to 35, so not significantly. So he was taking 600 milligrams of calcium deglucurate daily, and his estrogen dropped insignificantly. And you can't even say this is specifically due to the calcium deglucurate. It could be something else, right? There's a lot of variables that happens in people's lives over a couple of months. Right, so what about other hormones? What about testosterone, DHEA? Will it lower your other hormones as well? Right. Some people say like it's very effective at detoxifying estrogen. So basically it's binding to all of the hormones, not just estrogen. So might it also lower your testosterone, for example, right? It's not good. So on the 10% diet of calcium deglucurate, urinary 17 ketosteroids, which is the collective term for DHEA, androstenedione, androsterone, and estrone, appear to increase approximately 200% following two days on the diet, but decrease to 50% after two weeks, right? So it dramatically increased the, the detoxification and then decreased again, right? The detoxification. So you can basically assume that if you were consuming 10% of your diet from calcium deglucurate, you might experience a 200% increase in the urinary excretion of 17 ketosteroids, <laughs> right? So this is some human evidence. So this was a guy, again, uh, read a testimony. Actually, I got it back, his test results. After multiple blood tests since that post, it doesn't lower testosterone at all. I'm still doing three grams a day of CGM, which is calcium deglucurate, with 400 milligrams of DIM. So I think he was injecting testosterone and then taking the CGM on top of that, and it did not affect his testosterone. And I also think that it did not affect his estradiol levels at all. So basically, I think the usual doses of 200 milligrams is really ineffective at enhancing the detoxification of compounds like estrogen or testosterone, as you would see by various testimonies. Maybe some people might feel slightly better. Maybe it's placebo, but based on blood tests, actual blood tests, it doesn't really change the actual numbers. And so if you would like to focus on detoxifying compounds, and as I mentioned specifically at the beginning of this video, beta-glucuronidase, if you want to lower beta-glucuronidase, there's better compounds out there because beta-glucuronidase would prevent you from detoxifying compounds. So once you've excreted them from the liver, beta-glucuronidase would reactivate them, you reabsorb them, so you never get rid of the compound. So ultimately, you want to downregulate beta-glucuronidase. So there's better compounds for doing that out there. So other compounds that can lower beta-glucuronidase would be milk thistle, cardamom, konjac, glucomannan, reishi mushroom, lycopene, bifidobacterium longum, VSL number three, which is a probiotic combination, apple pectin, and lactoferrin. So I would just maybe pick one or two of these and then add them. So for example, you can add the longum, cardamom, and if you really want to, like lactoferrin, right? So there's three of those. And that might have a really good effect at enhancing the excretion of estrogen for you instead of having to take calcium deglucurate, which might not even be that effective. So I would rather focus on lowering beta-glucuronidase with these supplements than using calcium deglucurate. So honestly, I do think that calcium deglucurate is not effective in the doses that people usually take. Even if they take one to two grams, it might become more effective, but 200 milligrams is very unlikely to be effective. So if you're using a estrogen supplement or you're using a testosterone booster that contains only 200 milligrams, chances are that dose is not effective enough. And as you've seen at the top of the video, your body can create glucuronic acid from glucose. So if you eat enough carbohydrates, so like a good starting point might be 100 grams, 200 grams, 300 grams, you can work up, see what you tolerate best. 
That amount of glucose should be enough to create glucuronic acid as long as your liver is staying healthy and you're insulin sensitive. That will be enough to create glucuronic acid to help with the excretion of all of the toxins. So maybe treat yourself to some starches, rice or potatoes, some fruits, right? So you can provide some glucose to the body for the production of those specific compounds. All right, guys, I hope this video is helpful. You learned something new and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.